Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. All right. Okay, today we are continuing on um, the ways by which God leads us to attain good success. Amen to Jesus. We've been able to look at um, 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 five of them. I'm on the last one now. Praise God forevermore. We looked at by His Word, by His Spirit, by um, Godly Earthly Fathers, by Fathers in Christ through the gospel by mentors that is instructors and then we are looking at today the New Testament prophet praise God forevermore hallelujah to Jesus now I believe some people may be asking why do I have to use the word the New Testament prophet um we would get to understand that details as we go on praise God forevermore hallelujah to Jesus um, because over the years in the church we hear prophet 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 prophet, prophet, prophet and uh, it's been something that goes on and on and what we, we've not been able to understand the operations of the prophetic ministry in the New Testament praise God forevermore the prophetic ministry began all through from the Old Testament in fact the pastoral ministry began even from the Old Testament mm-hmm. because the book of Jeremiah God says I'll give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with wisdom and what and, and understanding now so basically the pastoral ministry it's synonymous with wisdom and what understanding if the person that you are sitting on that is not feeding with wisdom and is not feeding with not understanding that it is not the pastor after God's own heart and so that has been there from the ages from the old testament although yes in the old testament they never you know called the office of the pastor praise God forevermore but you see the priests were to feed the people with the word with, 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 with the understanding of God's word and the Bible called them the teaching priests now so basically you see the office of the teacher was also in the old testament amen to Jesus because God said um, God talked in the old testament talked about the teaching priests so the priest was meant to teach together and was meant to also feed with wisdom and you know understanding all right praise the lord and so the prophetic meaning the provincial bread also we know it's dead back to the old testament in fact moses was a prophet praise god forevermore to jesus so dead back from moses you know it began the prophetic ministry began and but um we need to understand in the old testament god led through prophets amen he led through the prophet. Um, 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 the Bible says that he led them by his servant, by, by, by Moses, through the uh, wilderness uh, from Egypt. Praise God forevermore. And in the New Testament, you know, God still leads with prophet, but it's a little different. Amen to Jesus. And this difference is what the church has not come to understand. And that's the reason why many New Testament believers are still living like Old, Old Testament um, 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 believers praise God forevermore and it, it doesn't allow us to fully maximize you know this ministry that the Lord has given to us praise God forevermore so God guides us to good success by the word by um, the, the New Testament prophet by the ministry of the New Testament prophet and um, in the in the last days which entails the New Testament age God the Father speaks only through his son Jesus 
not true prophets in the time of the Old Testament. Praise God forever. But now I've reiterated it in over and over, and every time I have the opportunity to preach on this, I teach on it. And um, it's something that you know we have gone over and over saying. And um, I believe that um, quite a number of people who have been listening to teachings in from this podcast must have heard this statement. Praise God forevermore. Now, so God leads, God speaks only through his son in the New Testament. Amen to Jesus. When the Old Testament, he spoke only through prophets. When the New Testament, he speaks only through his son. And then he leads us by his spirit in his spoken word. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God comes on the prophet, he's inspired by the Spirit of God, and he prophesies, amen, to Jesus. And when he's done prophesying, what happened? The Spirit of God leaps from him. Are we together? And so they are left with just the, they are left with the words that he has spoken. And um, as it were, they, should, they, are, they are meant to obey or face the consequences of disobedience. When the New Testament, God does not, the Holy Spirit does not come and leave. The Holy Spirit indwells. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. The Holy Spirit indwells. Now, um, it's, it, it, it's believed by Bible scholars that the only Old Testament personality um, that the Holy Spirit indwelled was um, the only Old Testament personality that the Holy Spirit indwelled was John the Baptist and um, David. Praise God forevermore. Because actually, John the Baptist was in the Old Testament. Praise God forevermore. But now, um, he was closer, even John the Baptist was closer to the New Testament as it were. Praise God forevermore. But now, David was much more in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit indwelled. And that's why he said, um, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy word, Holy Spirit, from me. Because he knew the Holy Spirit was what? Indwelling in praise God forevermore. Now, no, no prophet of old ever said, Ask the Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. As powerful a prophet as Isaiah was, he never prayed such a prayer. As powerful a prophet as um, Elijah was, he never, Eli- he never prayed such a prayer. Elisha never prays for the prayer. Um, Jeremiah never prays for the prayer. Um, all the major prophets, and even the minor prophets like Micah, Bediah, never prays such prayers. Why? Because they were conscious of the truth that the Holy Spirit was not indwelling there. He came when the Lord when when the Lord had to speak. Are we together? And when he was done speaking, he lifted. Amen to Jesus. And so, as it were, God just needed them to talk when he needed to talk. And when he's not talking, he goes. So God is not talking again. Now imagine a kind of life where, um, as it were, it's only when God wants to pass a message that the Holy Spirit comes. And when it's done passing the message, the Holy Spirit leaves. And that life, they, 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 really, they really lived a kind of really, really, really stressful life in the Old Testament. But here we are in the New Testament, where the Holy Spirit indwells us, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And sometimes as Christians, we don't even understand the benefit of having the Holy Spirit indwelling us. We don't have the benefit of having what they were craving for indwell us. Now, this is why you can see Isaiah says in Isaiah 2, it says, In the year that King Uzziah that I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord. Now, prior to that, he was he was prophesying, but he says now, in the year that he was there, that I saw the Lord. So what was he doing before that year? Who was he seeing? What grounds was he prophesying? Are you getting what I'm saying? And was he prophesying by the Spirit? It makes us understand that the coming and the going of the Holy Spirit, that uh, temporary Holy Spirit presence, it will make you see different things other than the Lord. Why the Holy Spirit is there, you see the Lord. After he has gone, you see all the other things. Are we together? You see any other thing, you see every other thing, and 
your life is just like that. Amen to Jesus. Amen. But the blessing of having the Holy Spirit indwell us as New Testament saints, many of times we don't appreciate it, we don't understand it. Because with that, you can see the Lord continuously. You know, and Isaiah said, I'm an unclean man living in the midst of unclean people. A prophet of that man will said that kind of thing, praise God forevermore. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the benefit of having the Holy Spirit in the Lord. The Holy Spirit said, the Bible said, there was sin unto what? Redemption. So because he seals us, we cannot be an we cannot be unclean people. Are we, are we together? We are made clean because of his seal. And we don't understand this benefit. And most of the time, Christians just take it for granted that the Holy Spirit in us. It's something we have to take with high what take with high esteem and appreciate it seriously praise the lord forevermore Hallelujah. so in the, when, when, when uh, in the old testament god spoke through prophet in the new testament he speaks through his son jesus in the last days he speaks through his son jesus and then he leads us in christ are we together through his holy spirit that's why, why the holy spirit leads you in the world are we together he doesn't lead you outside the world and everything the holy spirit is going to lead you in the world Everything is going to lead you, it's going to be in the world. Why? Because the Bible said, the Spirit searches the deep things. See the deep things of what? Of the, of, of the Father. Praise God, the deep things of God. So now, so he's going to lead you in the center of God's, in the center of God's word. Because God's word is God's, God's thoughts that have been vocalized. What is the word? The word is a vocalized thought. Praise God forevermore. So the word of God, the presence of Jesus, is the vocalized thought of God. Now, so when the Holy Spirit, Bible says the Holy Spirit settled the deep things, the deep things of the Father, it means he settled the hearts of the Father. He settled the heart of the Father. And he settled the mind of the Father. Amen to Jesus. And and what is the heart of the Father? What is the mind of the Father? What he has spoken concerning us. And that's the person of Jesus. So he searches, he searches out Christ in the Father and then leads us in the center of Christ, in the center of God's word. Praise God forevermore. And that's the reason why whenever any praise is given to you, check it cross, check it to the word of God. Amen to Jesus. If it's not in the word of God, then 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 you've got to um excuse that prophecy. Amen to Jesus. Amen. All right now. So we've understood that God speaks through his son, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, he says, God, who has sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet, by the what? Prophets. Have in this last day spoken unto us by his son, whom he has he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. It's very clear here. Um, uh, this, is, this is not something you need to argue or something you have to argue. Um, except you have to argue with the author of the, um, the book of Hebrews. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And if you argue with the person you are free to argue, um, please don't argue with me. I'm not quoting myself. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And I thank God that I never quote myself when I'm speaking scriptures. When I'm, when I'm teaching, I quote scripture. I quote scripture. So, if I have to let argue with the author of Hebrews. But they are saying clear in the time past, he spoke to our fathers through what? By prophets. Now, in the last days, he has spoken by his word, son. So, how does God speak? God only speaks by his son. No, not by prophets. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not by prophets. Now, you know, um, um, this misunderstanding has caused a lot of challenges in the church. And in a, in a situation where the, 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 the church of Jesus has, we're going to create Superman, are we together? And um, 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 also wanted to create um, 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 humanism and idolatry unknown to us, praise God forevermore. And it has affected us a great deal. It has affected us a great deal. And as a result of that, we see that 
Um, people just want to build things around themselves. But the, the basic truth remains that God does not speak through prophets in the New Testament. He speaks through his son, Jesus. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Um, this truth is further portrayed by the Hebrew word for prophets. The Hebrew word for prophet. Now, we're looking at the Hebrew, we're looking at the Old, the Old Testament. We understood in verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 1 that in the Old Testament, God spoke through what? Prophets. Spoke by prophets. Now, in the last days, he speaks by what? His son. So, we're just going to, this truth, we're just going to portray it and understand it clearly by what? By the name, by the name prophet itself. The name prophet itself just clearly what? <laughs> Explains the truth and portrays it for us. So, the Hebrew word for prophet is the word Nabi. 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 Praise God for B. Praise God, Nabi. All right. And BDB defines Nabi as a spokesman. Amen. Amen. A speaker or a prophet. A spokesman. A spokesman. Are we together? Now, so in the Old Testament, the prophet is a spokesman for God, the Father. Amen to Jesus. And it speaks for him. God told um, um, Moses, I want to speak to the children of Israel. And Moses tells them, God said he wants to speak to you. And they hear, they see the lightning, they hear the thunder, they see the smoke on the mountain. And they tell Moses, Moses, you see, we have been fine with you speaking to God, speaking with God, and coming to speak to us. We have been fine with you speaking for God to us. So please go ahead and continue your ministry. Nobody argue with your ministry. Yes, we apologize for what um, your sister Miriam was doing and um, um, Aaron and the, uh, the person of Brad. Don't mind him, don't mind him. We are fine to miss you. This lighting, you are the one that is used to seeing it. This thunder, you are the one that is used to hearing it. Go on here. Now, so right from back then, when even God gave an opportunity for him to speak directly to them, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. They refused that privilege for what? To hear God directly. So they instituted the prophetic ministry, which was the spokesman ministry by themselves. Mm -hmm. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, you see, the ministry of the prophet, we are dating, dating back to, to, to Moses. Now, let's look at back to Moses. Abraham was also even called a prophet. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so we see that this issue of a man speaking for God, the children of Israel actually over-instituted it for themselves. And amplified it for themselves. Because God says, I want to speak to you directly. I don't want to use a spokesman. Are we together? Yeah. I don't want to use a third party, what they call it, reported speech. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then they say, no. No. Give us spokesperson. Give us reported speech. We are fine with reported speech. Any I give us, we take it like that. And we know that even when people are giving reporters, sometimes the emotions get in the way. Are we together? But we're fine with it. So we see that even once even instituted the the issue of what the prophets what speaking to them, speaking uh, for God to them. Praise God forevermore. So we can see it very clearly. Here was the spokesman of God. Are we together? The spokesman of God, and he speaks for God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, but in the New Testament. Jesus is the very word of God the Father. He's the spokesman for the Father and he speaks for the Father. That's what happens in the New Testament. Why the 
prophet is the spokesman for the father and speaks for the father. Why? Because Jesus had not come. Are you getting what I'm saying physically? Now, in the New Testament, Jesus is the spokesman for the father and speaks for the father. And we're going to see that as we go on. Praise God forevermore. All right. Now, being aware of the preceding, where lies the ministry of the New Testament prophets? Praise the Lord forevermore. So, now, being that, okay, the Old Testament, the prophet's ministry was to speak for God. To be the spokesman for God. You see, when you see prophets, even in this um, New Testament, even in the grace period, you see some of them stand and they say, I speak for God. I stand speaking for God. And you see that kind of, that kind of, what do you call it? Sense of, and the world getting God for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? And people, are, uh, Christians are just so fine with it. Um, and um, we have begun to live like the Jews. You know, most of the time, the church, we, we blame the Jews a lot. But you know, we are most of the time not different from them. We may not, when I look at the church of today, I just say, why do we even flog these people's self? We are all the things we charge the Jews for, we do the same thing. We are not different from them. You know, is that serious that when we call people and say, Come, let's teach you Jesus. They say, ah, we are not here for theology school. We didn't come to go and get Bible school certificate. Why? Because what they tell you is, I mean, come and speak for God to us. Come and prophesy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now we saw that in our previous location. They say, no, no, no. They say, they don't have time to sit down for you to come and be teaching them, revealing Christ, teaching them the word of God, you know. They care for us. I better come and prophesy for us. Just come and be spokesman of God to us. And then you are complaining about the Old Testament um, believers. You are complaining about the Jews. No difference. No difference. In fact, they are, they are, maybe the one is even better than their own. The way I see our own now, it's like the one is even better than better than our own. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. So. Well, as the ministry of the New Testament prophet, being aware of this, um, God made available the office of the prophet in the New Testament. Thus, they also have a vital role to play in God leading and guiding us to have good success. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, if the sorry, if the the ministry of the prophet did not end in the Old Testament, that means God has a vital role for them to play in leading and guiding the saints in the New Testament. Yeah. I get what I'm saying. Mm. And I'm not talking about what they call prophetic direction. Like they say, no. God has work leading. God has, the, the, the ministry of the prayer is there to lead and guide the saint to attain good success. Because that ministry is still there. Pastoral was there in the Old Testament. Teaching was there as a teaching preacher. Prophet is still there. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. So now that means they have vital role to play. Amen. All right. In order to know the role that prophets play in leading and guiding us to have good success, we first have to know who a New Testament prophet is. Be together. Yes. Now we have known who an Old Testament prophet is. Now we need to know who a New Testament prophet is. You see, the, if you look at the words that were used by BDB to explain prophet in the Old Testament, they were just kind of precise. They were not much. You understand what I'm saying? When you go to the New Testament name for prophet. And the words used to explain them, man, they were much. It makes us understand that the ministry of the New Testament prophet is more 
than the ministry of the Old Testament prophet. And let me also say this way. The ministry of the New Testament prophet is greater than the ministry of the Old Testament prophet. Somebody said, well, what do you mean by that? Isaiah prophesied about the birth of Jesus. Isaiah 9 verses, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. He prophesied about the birth of Jesus. Micah prophesied about the birth of Jesus. So how do you say the ministry of the New Testament prophets is greater than what? The ministry of the New Testament prophets. If you ask me how we say that, I will give you the answer with what Jesus said concerning John the Baptist. He said from the beginning till now, there is no prophet that lived that is what? As great as John the Baptist. He said, but the newborn believer in the Lord Jesus is greater than John the Baptist. That is the answer to your question. And he says, is that fair? Ask Jesus, please. I really don't have the answer to that question. Because I'll give you the first answer to your question, and you ask the second one. I'll please tell you to ask Jesus if it is fair or if it is not fair. Praise God forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Uh, it's, it's just like saying when, when, we, when we say that the, 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 the Old Testament is a, is a New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed, you say, is it fair? I, I, I don't have the answer to such questions. I'm still a student of the word of God. Praise God forevermore. All right, now, so let's look at who a prophet is. Okay, the, 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 the Greek word for prophet is um, 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 prophetes. Prophetes. That's the Greek word for prophet. Prophetes. Amen to Jesus. Amen. All right. And Thea defines prophetes, you know, uh, in the Greek writing as an interpreter, an interpreter of oracles or of other hidden things. And what? Interpreter. And what? In this first definition, I like it very well. An interpreter. An interpreter. Most of us that have worked and um, preached preach with interpreters will understand what this entails. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, for that, it goes on to say, one who moved by the Spirit of God and hence is organ or spokesman solely declares to men what he has received by inspiration, especially concerning future events, and in particular such as relate to the cause and kingdom of God and to human salvation. Okay, it also means the Old Testament prophet having foretold the kingdom, deeds, and death of Jesus, uh, Jesus the Messiah. It means of John the Baptist, the, um, the herald of Jesus the Messiah. We are seeing that we can see that it begins with an interpreter, it goes into a spokesman, it goes into the Old Testament. So you can see that prophetics eh, encompasses from Old Testament to what? New Testament. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm. So the prophet, the New Testament prophet is, is a conglomerate of the operations of the Old Testament prophet down to the New Testament prophet. Mm. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? All right, praise God forevermore. All right, all right. It says of illustrious prophet, the Jews expected before the advent of the Messiah. It means of men filled with the Spirit of God, who by God's authority and command, in words of faith, pleads the cause of God and all the salvation of men. It also means of prophets that appeared in the apostolic age among Christians. And it means they are associated with the apostles. It also says they descend and did what is best for the Christian cause, foretelling certain future events. Then he also says uh, in the religious assemblies of the Christians, 
they were moved by the Holy Spirit to speak, having power to instruct, comfort, encourage, rebuke, convict, and simulate their ears. And then it say it means a poet, because poets were believed to sing under divine inspiration, and that's what you call um, oods, Abby. Oods, like call them oods. Amen to Jesus. And uh, um, they did now they call it spoken word, right? Right. So, so spoken word is part of the prophetic ministry, right? And um. All right. So it also means so um, strong defines it as a, a foreteller by analogy and inspired speaker by extension a poet. So we can see a poet coming here again to praise God forevermore. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Now, so we have seen the meanings of prophetess. We can say that it's more encompassing. Is that not so? Compasses the Old Testament down to the New Testament. Is that not so? So we can say that the New Testament prophet is greater than the Old Testament prophets. And I've explained it and I've given you answers to that effect. Amen to Jesus. Amen. As, 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 as given us by Jesus Christ. Okay, now. The first definition of prophet given by Taylor best explains the ministry of the New Testament prophet. Other definitions explain, but this first definition best, best explains the ministry of the what? The New Testament prophet. The New Testament prophet is an interpreter. He's an interpreter of the spoken word of God. He's a what? He's an interpreter of the spoken word of God. Now, so anybody who claims to be a prophet but cannot interpret scriptures, his prophetic calling is at risk. Are we together? Very much at risk. A prophet is a New Testament prophet, an interpreter of the spoken word of God. He must be able to interpret what? Scriptures, interpret the word of God with all clarity and simplicity. Okay, we have come, we have come. We are beginning to call people's uh, name, call their phone number, call their address, call their, the color of clothes they are wearing, and uh, call their. And that's what we do from morning till evening throughout the whole meeting. Sir, your prophetic ministry is online. It's on the line. For you to be a New Testament prophet, you have to be an interpreter of the spoken word of God. I'm not speaking my own here. I'm telling you what the Greek word prophetes first means. And if it starts with this, it makes us understand that it is what the principal means. Is that not so? So every other thing comes secondary. If you cannot interpret the word of God, the prophetic ministry is on the line. Amen to Jesus. Amen. The job of an interpreter is to interpret into another language what has been spoken by someone in another language for the listeners to understand. Is that not so? Yes. I have preached with interpreters, I preached with a French interpreter, I preached with um with um, um a tree interpreter, amen to Jesus. Amen. Um, 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 um Pastor my wife has preached with um, a fancy interpreter amen to jesus amen. and you actually depend on the interpreter for what you are saying to be received by the people yes so now when the interpreter does not interpret well can they can't receive what you are saying and then you are as good as somebody who has not communicated mm. you're just as good as somebody who has not communicated you actually if I, the, the actual part is that 
your your interpreter is the one preaching. You are not the one preaching. That, that, that's why we, 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 we when, when, when we work with the interpreters, we actually tell the interpreters to be anointed too. That to be anointed. Because interpreters who are not anointed, they can they can destroy the atmosphere of your administration. They can they can destroy they can destroy it. They can destroy it. And also interpreters who are not good at their job, they can they can dampen the flow of what? The anointing, the teaching. You are moving at a tempo and they are slowing down your tempo. Because the job of the Peter is extremely difficult. He has to listen to you, understand what you said, and then bring out what you said to the people. And when you deal with language, language are very difficult things to deal with. For example, when you are dealing with English to French, ah, hey, the French, the, the French interpreter would interpret some things, it will not be ditto, ditto the way you said it. It will not be told the way he said it, but he has to make them just understand. So some of the times you discover that your message you are trying to bring out, it may not be exactly the way you want to bring it out. I know one of my, uh, one, one of the, in the last, in our last mission field, uh, my pastor friend, you know, who is one of the best, I was, when I, when I, I was told that he then was the best interpreter in, in that whole mission there, in that whole, whole city. And he told me something was like this. When you're interpreting, it is tough work because you just have to ensure that you do not lose the content of the message in the bid to communicate it to them. If you lose the content of the message, then there's a problem. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So we can see that a New Testament prophet is an interpreter of the word of God. So, if he loses the content of the message, the hearers will be lost. <laughs> so, it's, it's a very delicate ministry. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. Very delicate ministry. God the Father has spoken in his language called Jesus his son. What is the language of the Father? The language of the Father is the son. That's the language of the Father. What is the word of the Father? The word of the Father is the Son. Are we together? He has spoken in his, in his, in, in, in his language, uh, which is Jesus' his Son. The New Testament prophets interpret Jesus in the language that we can understand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. The New Testament prophet is to interpret Jesus in the language. You see, um, we are on a larger scale. Some of us use English. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, what we are trying to do is to use English to interpret Jesus to the audience. That's what you're trying to do. Now, the New Testament by the Spirit is to interpret Jesus. So this is not just a simple, this is not just come and open Bible and read. This is not just come and um, join scriptures together, jam them, merge them, um, um, concord them together, and you are good to go. No, 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 no. You have to interpret Jesus in a language that the people can what? Understand. If the grammar is too big, the, the purpose is lost. Are you getting what I'm saying? It must be the way that they can understand. Jesus spoke Aramaic. Why? Because he had to speak in a language that the people, the average, the common man can understand. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? And then you who you are interpreting Jesus, you have to rightly divide the word of God. Rightly divide it. So that at the end of the day, you don't you don't end up raising people that are wrongly what? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now this is done firstly by teaching and explaining the word of God for the sense of understanding. So the the primary, the principal work of the New Testament prophets to guide believers and guide them and lead them and instruct them to attain good success is to what? Is to teach and explain the word of God for them to understand. When you have taught and they don't understand, you have not taught. You see, we have been sent as New Testament, New Testament prophets have been sent to impact people, not to impress them. Not to bamboozle them. You see, by the grace of God, you know, God has privileged us to preach in nations outside our nation. Amen. Now we have used Hebrew and Greek to preach and the people understand. Now, um, uh, uh, pastor preached to locals, locals, and they had to use um, Fanti to interpret to the locals. And she was using Greek, and yet the people were blessed, and they understood it. Sometimes we hear, you say Hebrew and Greek, they say they are just going out of it. They are going uh, we, um, to her. No, it is it's just like using simple English also. It depends on how you, how you communicate it to the people. If you don't communicate it well, then it's a problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So the New Testament prophet is a job teaching and explaining, teaching and explaining Jesus to the people, teaching and explaining gospel to the people, not to come and release word of word of knowledge, word of wisdom, um, 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 seeing gifts, um, 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 hearing, hearing you are seeing, you are hearing word of knowledge. Good, those are beautiful things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But see, that's not the principal duty of the New Testament prophet when he wants to lead and guide what? The child of God. If that's all you do, you end up raising people that are misguided and misled. Because after you have given them all the visions you saw, on what ground should they be able to what establish themselves? Amen to Jesus. Amen. Now let's look at the second thing. Secondly, the New Testament prophet um, leads and guides the saint by using utterance and revelation gifts to discern and do what is best for the Christian. Are we together? So use utterance and what revelation gift. Utterance gift. First, it's the teaching gift and the explaining gift. Then it also comes with the word of knowledge, word of you know wisdom. Are you get what I'm saying? Then the revelation gift comes with the hearing, you know, the seeing. Are we together? You use that also. Praise God forevermore. And this entails foretelling certain future events. Also talking about um, past events that led to the present. Present events, like word of knowledge, has to do with past events and present events. That's word of knowledge. There's somebody here, and everybody, that's word of knowledge. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. All right. But when we're dealing with future events, we're dealing with word of wisdom. Praise God forevermore. And so it also entails what future events, 
Are we together? Yeah, that's what we're dealing with. Um, using the revelation gift and the utterance gift to discern. Huh? Okay, and then the prophet is also to use it to comfort, to encourage, to rebuke, to convict, and to stimulate. Are we together? Now, so when these gifts are operational, they are meant to do every of these things. Are we together? They are meant to do every of these things. Amen. Amen. By so doing, what does he do? He confirms what God the Father is saying. Thus, testifying of and revealing Christ Jesus. Now, one thing you need to know is that when you are functioning in the gift of word of knowledge, the actual fact is that that person you are talking to, God the Father, if he's a born again child of God, the Father has really started speaking to the person. The person, the reason why I even came to that meeting was because the Father has been speaking to him. Mm -hmm. I get what I'm saying? But He's, he's not sensitive enough to pick what the Lord is saying. And so God in his love and his mercy does not want to lose anyone. So he allows the ministry of the prophet to do what? To confirm what he's saying. When God wants to lead somebody, he knocks at the door. Revelation 3, verse 3, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Then my my voice and open and I will come in and everything. That scripture is actually for the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? God leads us by knockings. And knocking on our door, he knocks on the door of our heart. You, be, you begin to feel it knocking. You begin, and so that it comes as a strong body to pray. You begin to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, pray. Sometimes it comes as a restlessness. You feel restless and you begin to, you know, spend time in, 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 in fellowship with God. Sometimes it comes as a desire to just fall out and preach. Sometimes it comes as a desire to just give, release. These are all knockings. Now, but some of the times we are not sensitive enough to understand the knockings. So what God does is that when he has been knocking and knocking and we are not sensitive, because he loves us, that knocking, the purpose of that knocking is, he says, if any man hears my voice and opens the door. The purpose of the knocking is for us to open the door of our heart. When the door of our heart is open, we hear clearly. We will hear what God is trying to say. Are you getting what I'm saying? We hear clearly. You know, like I was talking and I said, I've been in, in working with the Lord for years and in the pioneering the work of the ministry for years. And God has never told me wait. But after praying and praying and praying, praying and praying for us, I saw God tell me wait. And the wait has acronyms. Praise God forevermore. And I was like, wow. I heard clear. And I was like, God, I wait. I wait. Not quite long after the wait, something said I imagine. Is that not so? Mm -hmm. Something said I imagine. Now, so, but my, 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 more often than not, a lot of Christians have not trained themselves to understand, to hear the knocking of God on their hearts. Mm -hmm. I get what I'm saying? And then to open the door. You see, some of the time when it looks like you are getting frustrated, pressure, pressure is coming. It's not the devil. Yeah. It's not the devil. It's the knock of the Lord. It's the knock of the Lord. So what you have to do that time is to go to the Lord. Some of the times you just need to just spend time in prayer, spend time on the word, spend time in fasting. I hear an instruction. The Lord gave us an instruction to, to praise him at midnight. We pray for a period of this and before you know, the door just opened. Now you get what I'm saying. And after the door, we entered into the praises again and continued. You just have to be mature to 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 and how did we get that get instruction? David said that um, um, I, I praise you at midnight for thy righteous judgment. And I will be beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Beautiful. And I, I got it from the word of God. 
some of the times when we are having pressure, most of us, instead of going to the word of God, going on our knees, we'll be going from pillar to post and from frying pan to fire. Amen to Jesus. Before you go from pillar to post, run from the word to prayers. Yeah. Because I tell you, run from the word to prayers. And run back from prayers to another bar. You will hear. Before you run from frying pan to fire, and uh, run from praises to um, um to declarations. Before you finish running from praises to declarations, you will hear God. So when the knock is coming on our door, perhaps it is God, God trying to get us to open the door so He can come in and die. God wants to come in with a revelation. He wants to come in with a word. Are you getting what I'm saying? He wants to come in with an instruction. Are you getting me? But more often than not, many Christians have not trained themselves to understand the knock of God on their what? The doors of their hearts. So once the knock starts coming, we start running from pillar to post, from frying pan to fire. We start fidgeting. We start shaking. We start scattering. And the devil is happy when we don't understand this. So he takes more advantage of it. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. You know, but when we understand it, what happens? We are good to do. Now, but God is loving and so caring. Are you getting me? When he sees that you have been knocking, maybe for three days, you are not understand, you are not getting knock. If somebody has been knocking continuously on the door of your house for three days and nobody comes out, and they know that you are living inside there, what will they do? They call for assistance. Mm-hmm. They call the neighborhood. Something is wrong somewhere. Are you get what I'm saying? Exactly. So when God says I have been knocking for three days and you are not hearing nothing, he will come for assistance. <laughs> and that's where he engages the ministry of what? The New Testament prophets. So as to confirm his knock. Since you will not you have not heard, let alone open. Okay, now he has to call the New Testament prophets so that he can confirm that he has been knocking. So that you can even open. Because when you hear that word of knowledge, is if you will, oh, they have told, they have prophesied to me, they have told me. It's not the end of it. That word of knowledge is actually a knock for you to open. That's why New Testament prophets came to a point of yesterday saying, You are with prophecy. When you hear prophecy, that is not the end. You have to, because you understood that to point, we have given prophecies to people. We only, after the prophecy, you see that three years later, Four years later, the person's life has not changed. And the person comes back and sits it after and says, Man of God, you prophesied to me and told me this will happen. It did not happen. And you, the prophet, knew that you heard God. And then why did it not happen? It now brings to a point of understanding that as the prophet, you only knocked on the door. God was knocking on the door, and the person wasn't hearing at all. So you have to call for assistance. He used you to get the person's attention. But now you are going to depend that the person now has to open his words. His door, exactly. And that's where the second aspect we went, we went and to praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Alright, now so you see that the prophet does all of this. He comforts, he encourages, he rebukes. So it's not only just you, this, the, the, the the utterance gift and revelation gift is not only just to call people's case and their the, the color of clothes they wear and their phone number and their house address. It's also to do what? To comfort them, to encourage them, to rebuke them, to convict them, to stimulate them. So if after this whole gymnastics and jamboree, the people were not, the person was not comforted. The person was not what? Encouraged. The person was not 
rebuked when it has to be rebuked. The person was not convicted and simulated. If none of these things happened, then actually the 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 the, the, the ministry of the prophet have not operated them. Mm. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Like, like some of, some people who they say, if if God does not locate me today, if God does not locate me today, now if I'm going to function, if God is going to use me. To locate you and then the lord tells me that you actually threatened him <laughs> that if he doesn't locate you today right now do to you when i speak to you i will tell you so let me ask you a question were you threatening god no let's go let, let, let's talk were you threatening god okay now if you if god said not locate you what will you do tell me what you will do now if he said we not locate you will you sue him okay if he said you will leave the faith because it doesn't locate you who lose and this is what the prophetic ministry is supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah, but people and the prophet don't say this is this is this is and they say, Oh, I said God does not look me today. And God is happy that that he's a prophet. But he has not done the part for his prophetic ministry by rebuking such a person. Mm. What you said was wrong. God can choose to speak to you through a, a, a prophet, can choose to lead you through. Um, uh, uh, the, the gift of word of knowledge, or you can choose not to. But what you so even know is that you said that you are saying if God doesn't, you know that God has been knocking on your door. Mm. You are the one that has a problem. It's not God, sir. Mm. See, I, 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 see, for the past three months, things have been going for you. <laughs> like, they have come for this. The Lord has not located me. Things are not going well. For the past three months, you have locked your door. You are not hearing. Mm. Mm. It's not God that is at fault. You are the one at fault. Why should you not be blaming God for locking the door of your heart and not hearing a knock at all? What do you want him to do? You want him to carry wood, like uh, that metal that um, fire firefighters used to, to, to destroy, the, that, to break doors. That's what you want him to carry and hit your door. Boom! But God is not like that. That's why we say, we call for assistance. We send the prophet to speak to you. You wanted to use that big block that the soldier then, the old time used to use to hit the gates of cities. Mm. What's the problem, sir? So for the past three years, I've said, God, you will locate me. This meeting will locate me. Three years, you have problems. Three years. If it's you that are knocking on somebody's door for three minutes, will you continue? Mm. Three years, God has been knocking on the door of your heart. And it's now you're coming to say, God, you don't locate me. You are the one that has been the problem. You are the one that needs to locate God now <laughs> and locate yourself. You are the one that has to go and apologize to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, this is what the prophetic ministry is meant to be doing. See, but many of the time, you see, teachings are important so that we can know what the ministry entails. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Now, so by so doing, the prophet confirms what God the Father is saying. He's testifying of and revealing what? Revealing Jesus. Revelation 19, verse 10 says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Is the spirit of prophecy. So, my brothers, when the Lord is knocking on the door of your heart and you have refused to hear and let alone open, and God sends a man to you. When he sends a man to you, the man is actually confirming what God has been doing. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. You see, one day I was 
Now that's did back 10 years ago, if not more than. I went to the market with some of the mentees I was mentoring. And I went to the market and I was buying something in the market. And a man was sitting in a, in a shop there. And he just told me, I told me, you are a genuine man of God. You are a man of God. Not just a fake, a genuine man of God. You see, when they start up the acting, I just take my leave. I'm like, okay, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. He wanted to continue talking. I'm like, thank you. In um, the, the, the last city we lived in, just last year, somebody saw me and you was like, man of God, man of God. You are a genuine man of God. I'm like, the Lord bless you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You see, um, I know who I am. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I actually don't need confirmation. Mm. You get it? But you know, some of the times, maybe because of the pressure we are going through, the stress we are going through, God just says, okay, I know you know, but let me just catch you a little. And then, a while ago, I saw somebody, he, he was a police officer. I was just walking past my own and just, and he just greeted me, say, you are a pastor. I'm a servant of God. He said, no, we are servants of God. Me, I'm a servant of God, but you, you are a pastor. <laughs> he said, see, the Holy Spirit tells me the genuine one when I see them. You, you are a genuine pastor. And they call me, say, let's keep fighting. Let's keep working for the Lord. It's not easy, but let's keep And that period was not really an easy period for me anyway. What's this? Police officer from nowhere. Just a cousin. What's this? You know, yesterday we were we, we, we with um, a, a, um, a, a sister in the Lord, which you just met. And after I just finished praying, she just... Just when I finished praying, she looked at me. She said, you have the gift of healing, eh? And I said, yes. And I was like, wow, this is another one. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Because I, I heard that many years ago, many years ago, many years ago, many years ago, I, I, I heard that. In fact, I, I remember when I was on campus, when I, I, I functioned when the teaching, teaching, teaching ministry, and then, they said, they said so people, came, people came on the water and were making the fun of me. They said, I, walk with the, I just do the excellency of their spirit. There's no power in my ministry. Like, ah, God, see what they have said to Say no power in my ministry, Lord. You know, such kind of things, they challenge us to really bring out what God has done. And I cried out to the Lord and said, God, this power thing they say, I have all right, no problem. Lord, show it to them and show it to me. Not quite long after then, somebody called, the, uh, called me and she was like, oh, one of our friends needs to see me. She was in the fellowship and I was like, all right, let her come around. I thought she wanted me to come and do exegesis for her because that was what they knew me as, teacher of the world on campus. So I thought she wanted me to come and do exegesis for her. She wanted me to come and teach her the word of God. And only for her to tell me that, only for the friend to tell me that her mother, okay, her mother had a kidney disease and she had um, with that nose of the kidney and she was to die anytime soon or something like that. When she was telling me, I was shaking inside. Because I said, God, Miss Teacher, I am. It's not Hilda. And she said, when when she finished, I said, okay, this kind of thing, what you do is that you find a way out of the problem, you find a way to run away. And I just said, okay, let us pray. I prayed a simple prayer. I don't know if it's a prayer of faith. But I just pray. You see, when you are praying, I know that your liver is shaking. Everything about you is shaking. You, you will just pray and go. But when you know that you know you have this thing, you will pray. I don't know what I have in a dealing anointing of you. I don't know what I have. I just pray this prayer and I let it. So while after then, I saw her at, 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 at the taxi park. And I said, hey, what about that, your, uh, your mother? He said, oh, 
So she went back for the test and they discovered that the kidney disease had disappeared. And I wow, glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. But she didn't know I was saying glory to God. And that day I was shaking inside. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And after that, my mom told me, the Lord said, I tell you, you have the gift of healing. And so when somebody says again, I was like, okay, and God, okay, thank you for the confirmation. Maybe we have maybe we have been carried away by so many challenges that we're forgetting the gifts that I put inside of us. You get what I'm saying? Uh, and secondly, maybe because of the teaching that I've enjoyed so much, a lot of me at the point in time we pray for the sick in every of our meetings. But you know, I'll always teach and teach and teach and teach for one hour. Forget about praying for the sick. And I can tell you that I like to teach and teach. Praise God forever more. Mm-hmm. Glory to Jesus. Amen. And the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I guess we we'll pray for the sick today. Amen. All right, now, so we see that it must be the, the deadly New Testament prophet activates the gift and calling of God on your life. Now, this role of the prophet has spanned from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Are we together? Now, in the Old Testament, at the command of God, Elijah cast his mantle on Elisha. By so doing, he activated the call of God on the life of Elisha. Are we together? We see that in 1 Kings 19, verse 6b, and then from 19 to 21, it says, Elisha, the son of Shammah, of Shaphat, of Abel Mehola, shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And then from verse 19 to 21 says, So he departed thence and found Elijah the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. He just cast the mantle, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. See, when there is when prophetic mantle rests, you don't need to you don't need to talk any longer. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the recipient understands. Something is activated. He says, "I pray thee, kiss my father. I pray, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee." Did Elijah tell him, "Follow me"? But man to speak, <laughs> and I will follow thee. And he said unto him, "Go back again, for what have I done to thee?" Says after he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen, he slew them and boiled their flesh, and with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto his people and they did it. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Elijah did. You see, that's prophetic. The prophetic ministry is activated without noise. Just he just dropped his mantle and walked. You know what God said. He dropped it. He let the man started coming up time. I don't believe in struggling to call carry people and follow me. If, if God has told me to activate what is in your life, I just only I'm going to leave just cast mountain and go. You understand? And then let's look at in the New Testament, Paul told Timothy to set up the gift of God in him, which came through the laying of his hands on him. Second Timothy 1 verse 6 it says, Wherefore I put in remembrance that thou set up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. You see, we can see from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the prophetic ministry was stirs up and activates what? The gifts, the calling, and the anointing of God. And these are things that are needed to succeed. You see, for you to succeed in, 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 in family, you need an, an, a prophetic um, activation. Yes. For you to succeed in, in, in business, you need a prophetic activation. For you to succeed in any area of life, you need a prophetic one. Activation. All of these facts carried out by the New Testament are vital for one to have good success in life. 
Every saint needs a prophet over his or her life. Every saint needs a prophet over his or her life. If you don't have one, ask the Lord to give you one. You, you need a prophetic man to, 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 be, to, 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 be, to be laid on you, to be cast on you, to activate gifts, to activate colleagues, to activate anointing. They are businessmen that need prophetic mantles to rest on them so that their business, <laughs> what God has called them to do business, will be activated. There are people in families that need prophetic mantles to just come upon them and when it begins to blossom. If you don't have one as a child of God, there's a limit to which you can experience the leading of God, the guidance of God, and as a result of that, good success. If you don't have one, ask the Lord to give one. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number 5541020592 Also for further enquiries you can call us on +2334545947132 OR send us an email via chimdiohahunaministry@gmail.com Today remain ever blessed We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.